0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You
1: rotten bobs! You overpaid winners!
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Left side throw and it's broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! Knocked down by Brashad Breeland! The Chiefs hold on the
0: According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpup.
1: Crossover move. Great move. Grace pile, left-handed finish is perfect.
0: Everything happening in the sports world.
1: Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh my gosh. Michelangelo, thank you so much.
0: And even some things not
2: happening in the sports world. Let's pack the place.
1: Yeah. Come on.
2: Why can't we pack the
1: place? Steve's going to challenge people again. It's for the kids. It's
2: for
0: the kids. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening, online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson maybe even McPherson County and maybe even even central Kansas Mr really? Steve Sell Steve good afternoon Good
2: afternoon I had somebody tell me last night they really they said it just wasn't the same last week without us on the air and then they really Really missed our show.
1: Well, the one person that thought that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you caught the one person yeah. that said that. Yeah,
2: the one person told me that. Well, so.
1: I, I was laughing at Casey the other day. She was like, "Yeah, you, know, you were gone for a week, and I know people were really upset." And she said, "Dennis called and said that he was just so upset." Dennis Minner. Yeah. And I said, "I don't really even believe you. I don't think anybody was sitting around waiting and happened to turn on the radio at 12:30 and said <laughs> Where are those guys at? I, yeah. I wonder where they're at. I think, they, I think they just said, geez, we need them to take a few more vacations. <laughs> they need to get out of here more than just a couple days a year.
2: Well, uh, no, I was... I was I I'm told, glad that I, Dennis
1: I, missed us and then whoever the one person the was one that person, said something yeah, to I'm you. Sure,
2: I'm sure Dennis did miss us. He's a big, big fan of the
1: station. Well, Steve, we've got a big, big, big weekend oh, coming gosh, up. Huge. You and I are going to be road warriors tomorrow. We've got bullpup basketball back at home tonight. Inside the Roundhouse, I mean, we're going to be buzzing tonight. The seventh decade of basketball inside the Roundhouse. Not bad.
2: Not bad at all.
1: Not a lot of changes in there either. No,
2: well. Blue,
1: blue lights gone. The
2: blue light, the magical blue lights, that old Jay phrase out on I-40. And the Mike middle in- scoreboard. Yeah, the middle scoreboard's gone. That's so. about it. Oh, yeah, the middle scoreboard's there, I mean, I'm sorry. There was no middle scoreboard when we had the magical blue lights, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it would get in the way. Yeah. But we've got a ton to talk about. I want to dive into your NFL picks, okay, and your predictions for what's going to happen this weekend. And heck, we might even make some predictions. We'll get your predictions on who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Okay, are you prepared to give me that type I'm not, of information? i I'll, I'll, You I'll, think you can wing it?
2: I like to riff.
1: Yeah, we we, we riff sometimes. Yeah, I like to riff. Speaking of riff, Steve, did you tune in to my good friend Bill Walton last night? Oh my god! This gosh. is a question that I'm asking you because I know. You tuned into Bill Walton on ESPN too because I was there with you. Yeah.
2: Well, he was definitely uh, at the top of his game last night. He was uh, expounding total uh, BS in the air. Let's just say that. It was just, he goes off topic and, and starts talking about stuff. And I'm like,
1: mountains, rivers, tributaries. Yeah. He, he's big about mountains and tributaries, glaciers. And, yeah. Michelangelo. Oh, I mean, he, he does like Michelangelo. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about him that I like. Well, he's goofy. I can I can only take him
2: in small doses, and then I got. Well, I think move he'd on.
1: probably say the same thing about some things that he takes in small doses. Well, yeah, I <laughs>
2: think so too. But you know, sometimes you know, some. Granted, he's funny,
1: but some, I think he's really funny. But
2: sometimes he takes away from the game, and he just, you know, you, at some point when it's, yeah, but
1: are you that interested in Oregon and Colorado? Or are you interested no. in what Bill Walton is going to say tonight?
2: Well. When Oregon and Colorado play, I'm just as interested in what Bill Walton's going to say because, you know, I don't really care about either one of those teams.
1: That's that right. That's why he brings you in. He sucks me in all the time.
2: Well, I just, I sometimes my I good ju- friend Bill. Yeah, sometimes I just thinks you know I think uh, he takes away from the game. But
1: what would, what would we ask Bill if he came on the air? That's an interesting question. I think first I would want him to to get a diagnosis of you spend some time with you, and then give me his Steve Cell report. And he'd say, oh my gosh, the, the, this guy's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. He's been doing this, and oh, have you seen him play golf? Oh my gosh. I, how, I does anyone, would, how does anyone hit the ball with
2: that Swing, choke, and clear down on the club. But have you
1: seen his putting? The law of physics
2: physics just does not allow for somebody to hit a
1: golf ball like that. This past summer, I was down in the tributaries of the great Columbia River, and I was able to see somebody bass fishing, and it felt just like when I watched Steve Sell swing that (laughs) golf club. I think he could come up with something, but anyway. It'd be pure nonsensical babble. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it on Thursday... And I don't think we could have talked about it on, on Tuesday. Yeah, we couldn't have talked about it on Tuesday. But Steve, have you had some time to process the passing of former NBA commissioner, David Stern? Yeah. Did you I, have a lot of thoughts on him?
2: Uh I don't have a lot of thoughts on him, but I think he was the most powerful commissioner of any sport except for Pete Rosell, when Pete Rosell was the commissioner of the NFL. Uh he's far more he was far more powerful than Roger Goodell to me. Uh, far more powerful than anybody that's been the commissioner of baseball uh David stern brought the n b a basically into the new age because you don't remember this, but I do when I was a kid watching the n b a the playoffs were actually tape delayed on c b s and they <laughs> came on at ten thirty that's how that's how little of interest there was in the n b a and i i saw he he took it from a what a Couple million dollar industry to a billion dollar industry. Uh, you know he was a he had all the players' respect, he had the owner's respect and his passing. Uh, you, you saw the reaction from all the players. you didn't you didn't see anybody uh, you know it was just nothing but total praise for David Stern because let's face it, if it weren't for David stern, NBA the average NBA player, I mean somebody like John walls making 36 million dollars this year. And he doesn't play half the time because he says he's hurt. I mean, David Stern's responsible for the explosion of the NBA on television, the expansion of the playoffs, the season, instead of being the season being over in April, it's now over in almost July. October. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it it's just almost, keeps going, yeah, and going, yeah, going and going and going.
1: You know what I always call the NBA, the never ending basketball association. I think you hit on a good point there, Steve, in, in talking about bringing the NBA to the forefront because let's go back to 1984 when David Stern would have taken over as the NBA commissioner and even the few years before that if you were going to rank the most popular sports in America I don't think the NBA is in the top two I, I I just basketball itself I don't think basketball is top two I think if you go to that point Major League Baseball might have even been won. Oh, in 84 I, I, I know for you it would have been Oh yeah, in 84 I think Major League Baseball and really had a great 80, chance. And
2: really in 84 to me the NFL wasn't probably baseball was the sport. It I was think America's it would have been pastime.
1: I think it would have been baseball, football, basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's about your order there. Yeah. But I think if you take the order now I think the NFL is immensely popular countrywide, but I think that the NBA has not just become a nationwide popularity, but the NBA is extremely popular around internationally the yeah, around the world. And I think if you were going to total up everything and pick which sport is more popular, the NFL has taken a lot of grief these last 10 years, five years, Right. while the NBA continues to get more and more popular. And with people, my age, I think the NBA is as popular as it has ever been. I don't know if people in your age demographic, Steve, have completely converted to being huge NBA fans, because I know you're not. No. But I think that the NBA, if you give it 10 more years, might become the most popular. I still think NFL's number one, at least I for think people so in our area. Yeah,
2: I, I, I think there's no question in the NFL. But I
1: think the NBA individually, what I mean by that is LeBron James Giannis Ante Luka Doncic, that they're individual players. Yeah. The popularity of following individual players is higher than maybe what the NFL is in that regard. And you have to And remember baseball continues to fall further and further plummets. and further. Yeah.
2: And when I started following the NBA, there were, I think, ten teams. And look how many te- what is there? 30, Thirty. Thirty teams now. And look at how many new teams have come on since David Stern you know became commissioner. So uh there's been always been tweaks to the game, you've added franchises. Um well then you had the ABA NBA merger. Yeah. And uh, and that was not easy. Yeah, and then also David Stern founded the WNBA. Right. And it's going on 20 years now. I you know, I never thought the WNBA would last 20 years. And I don't know how popular it is, but uh, I think it in the has individual cities. Yeah, it is popular. Yeah. It has its niche, but um uh, of course, we haven't said anything about hockey. I know my good friend Gary Renfrow, uh, if It's if he's just lit, not. It's not because you got so many teams in Canada. It's more of a Canadian northeast northern game, to me, than it is, you
1: know, complete countrywide. Steve, name five hockey teams that are west of where we are currently at. I probably couldn't do it. I, uh, Edmonton, Los
2: Angeles, Las Vegas, Phoenix. I think has a. Don't they have they a? Do. Son?
1: or a hockey team. I think they would be Arizona.
2: Yeah. Um gosh, I don't know. That's about all I know west of us. It's the hockey just is not in this same yeah, conversation it's just, it's not, for Americans. No, it's just not. It's just not because you have so many teams in Canada and and back in the Northeast and and uh, I mean you got teams like in Atlanta and Dallas, but but uh it's just not it's just not on the same level as the NFL. And and like you said, baseball I'm still a baseball guy at heart. I, I love baseball, but
1: with people my age, right? You're because the, the national landscape of baseball is way less. People my age, which is old, you know, really old,
2: really old, but they like the slow pace. We grew up with the slow pace of baseball, and in today's world, everything is instant gratification. And baseball's changed so much; it's just become a home run, strikeout league. I mean, you either hit a home run or you strike out. You don't see the the great, you know, strategy of the 70s and 80s with bunting and stealing. You look at the stolen base numbers in the last 10 years. I mean, Whit Merrifield, I think twice led the Major League or at least the American League in stolen bases, and and I think he had like 35 or 40. And I remember in the days when Lou Brock was stealing 118 bases, a 96 bases, and things like that. So, uh, but getting back to our original concept of David Stern. Uh the NBA has come so far since I started following it. I mean, it is it it just seemed like in the old days Boston you'd turn on the TV. Every Sunday was Boston Philadelphia. They would schedule that game on Sunday because that's the only two teams. You had Wilton Russell. That's who people wanted to, you know, watch. Yeah. And then, then Kareem came along. And then what really changed the NBA was right before David Stern became commissioner Larry Bird and Magic Johnson came along, and that changed the NBA forever. And then David Stern was a marketing genius, and he was able to explode the game. And like you say, internationally,
1: I mean, look at the players. You would be shocked at how popular the NBA is internationally. Oh, I know.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. Guys, and you, you always say, well, there's so few college players that make it in the NBA. Well, there's a ton of college guys that have graduated, and they've
1: gone overseas and had really nice careers. All right, Steve. Moral of the story, big loss for the NBA. It world. really was. But Adam Silver is a terrific yeah, commissioner and, as well. Yeah,
2: he is. And Adam Silver, to me, is more of a player's owner. Oh, for sure. That owner's owner, or a owner's commissioner. So, he really sides with the players.
1: All right, Steve, let's take our first break. I need your NFL predictions, because I think you've got some bold picks in there. Okay. And we're going to find out what happens this weekend in the wild card round. Luckily, Chiefs fans are able to sit back. Put their feet up, relax, and not have to stress well, this weekend. Well, what, what
2: I like is it's uh, the Chiefs don't play on Saturday, and we had to tape the game and miss it. So
1: Well, we would not have taped it. <laughs> we'll take a break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, are you excited for a wild card weekend? Of the NFL,
2: yeah, I think it's four pretty good games. To be honest with you,
1: it makes me think that none of the four games are going to be any good, though. Really? When they're supposed to be good, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work out yeah, that I, way.
2: I know, but uh, I think there'll be a, at least two games will be really good. I think
1: the NFL has it structured a little differently this year, and and they try and pick all these time slots based off of the matchups and the way that things worked out. Both AFC playoff games are going to be on Saturday. Right. So the Chiefs will know who they play on Saturday night, which is an advantage for them.
2: Well, and they've also played both teams, so that's an advantage too.
1: Let's see. They, uh, I think they've not played the Bills.
2: Oh, well, I'm not thinking the Bills are going to
1: win. So Well, you've got you to be thinking well, you know, Steve. Yeah. And yeah. then the NFC games are both on Sunday. Right. So let's start with the AFC games the Houston Texans who have been very confusing to me all year. Yes, hosting the Buffalo Bills who haven't been confusing because they've just been really good defensively and very average to below average offensively. This is a very weird matchup and obviously was going to be the Saturday 3:35. I've heard people refer to this as the Sunshine Bowl of the worst wild card game yeah. every single year. Right. What's your thoughts?
2: Well, my thought is you you hit it the nail on the head about Houston because there was a stretch from about the uh, fourth week of the season to about week nine. Deshaun Watson was just putting up amazing numbers, and uh, he was in the MVP talk with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. And then all of a sudden, it's just like somebody pulled the plug on him, and offensively they haven't been as good. But I've watched Buffalo play now I think three times, and every time I come away, I'm like, how are they 11 and 5?
1: Well, they're 10 and 6.
2: 10 and 6. Well, how'd they win 10 games? Exactly. Well, of course, they play in the AFC East. So they probably beat Miami twice and probably beat the Jets twice. So there's ha- almost half their wins right there. So, you know, they run the ball okay. But Josh Allen, he's a scatter shooter. He's very strange. He, he's a, he, he wants to run more than he wants to throw. And they do have a really good defense.
1: But I think they're the weakest team in the field, to be honest with you. The team that I think might be the weakest field, or weakest in the field, might be New England in terms of what their ceiling is. But who knows, they'll probably go and win the Super Bowl and make everybody (laughs) mad. But I just think Houston, when they're on, they're good enough to come out of the AFC. Right. When they're not on... They are bad enough to lose to anybody. Right they can lose to the Dolphins, they can lose to the Bengals, they can lose to all those teams. Yeah, they're such a strange unit. But I feel good about Houston at home this weekend. JJ Watt will run out there and tear a peck again.
2: Yeah, allegedly he may play this. I week. feel like
1: he's had a season-ending injury in about week seven. Well, he's been over the last five. What years. is it?
2: The last five years? I think he's he's missed games. He's missed a season. He's he's missed the majority of a season. I mean, he had a Hall of Fame... He's going to be a Hall of Famer based on his first, like, four years. But he hasn't been effective for quite a while.
1: The second game of the day on Saturday. New England hosting Tennessee. CBS, you got Jim Nance. You got Tony Romo. You got Tracy Wolfson down on the field. This game is where everybody is thinking Tennessee's going to go win it. New England's done. They're toast. They lost to Miami. But I look at this matchup... And I don't think New England is going to have any problem on Saturday night. Now, there's going to be a problem their next game. Yeah. But I don't think they are going to lose this weekend. I don't either. I know that's your first thought in saying Tennessee is playing really well. They run the football extremely well. Tannehill has looked good. Brady has looked old. Brady has looked bad. But I think New England at home is going to win this weekend, and it won't be that close.
2: New England's not going to lose three games at home in a span of six weeks. I just can't see that happening. Or five weeks, I guess it would be. Um, New England's defense is still very good. Um, It's the playoffs. It's a different animal. Tennessee beat Kansas City, you know, in the playoffs. Was it last year or the year before? Two years ago. Two years ago. Derrick Henry really running great. But – Ryan Tannehill's never been, I don't think, in a playoff game because he played for the Dolphins. And uh, I don't think there's just something. Playoff football is just totally different than regular season football. It's win or go home. I don't know how good – I've really not paid much attention to Tennessee's defense, but I don't see a ton of points being scored. And Tom Brady's going to find a
1: way to creak out a close win in that one. I don't find either of those games to be very attractive – but I really like both of these NFC matchups on Sunday. Oh, I do too. The noon game, the Vikings going to New Orleans. Kirk Cousins, he can't play at night, but I get the feeling that he's going to play okay this weekend. And New Orleans, they're 13 and 3, and they were the three seed. Yeah. I, I, I just get the feeling that this team is going to, or, yeah, I just get the feeling that this New well, Orleans tells team you, is it, going to be able to win. It tells
2: you the NFC was very top heavy this year. Because you had the four, you had the three teams that had 13 wins or more, and then everybody else was not good, other than uh, who's uh, Seattle? I think had yeah, they're a, the other wild. Card they, team. they had a decent record, didn't they? Win 11, 11 and five, 11 and five. But you had Philadelphia. They had to win four in a row to get to nine and seven. Uh, Minnesota's what 10 and six, I think something like that. Then you had a bunch of really bad teams in the NFC. So who are you thinking, Saints Vikings? I've got Saints, and I think. You know, this is a game I I I think it'll be the most lopsided game of the uh four. Really? This
1: yeah, I do. You yeah. don't have any faith in in Kirk? I don't. Captain Kirk? I really don't. See, now, I do that now, they're going to hang around.
2: But Dalvin Cook is back this week and that will help because without Dalvin Cook, I mean I needed I needed Kirk Cousins to throw two touchdowns at Adam Thielen so I could win my fantasy football league and when he didn't do that I
1: soured on him. He's gone forever. He's He's dead to you. He's he's dead to me. He swims with the fishes. He is with the fishes. All right, and then the final game, NFC, Sunday afternoon, NBC, Al Michaels is going to be feeling good. Chris Collinsworth is there. Seattle going to Philadelphia. Now, logic tells me Seattle should win this game by a lot. But something is telling me that the Eagles backed up against the wall Nobody believes in them. Philly is the yeah. They've got that that mo that they're the underdog all the time. Something tells me Carson Wentz is going to get this done this weekend. And, and everybody's saying, oh, Seattle shouldn't have to go on the road, and that they're going to go on the road and lose. Something's telling me I, that.
2: I think Russell Wilson steps up really big, and I think Seattle beats Philadelphia. Philadelphia is so stripped down. They are so in, injury ravaged. They have lost so many of their playmakers, but Seattle is without its top two running backs. Marshawn Lynch, uh, other than a couple carries, looked like he hadn't played in a long time, which he hadn't. Maybe he'll, you know, the week of practice will help him, but something tells me Russell Wilson is going to find a way to get it done, and I think this is the game that could really, this is a possible down
1: to the wire.
2: Well, I've, actually, I think I picked it by 10 now that I think
1: about it. Trending up versus trending down. Yeah, Seattle has lost three or four. I know, but something Phil- tells me, yeah, that they're going to be screaming E A G L E S Eagles. Well, at the I, link. I just they are
2: so beat up. I mean, you get t- sometimes it's just a battle of attrition, and I think Philadelphia loses a battle of attrition. But
1: you go through almost every one of Seattle's games this year. It feels like every game has been close. Yeah, they had a one-point win over the Rams, four-point win over the Browns, seven-point win over the Falcons, six over the Bucks, three over the 49ers, well, eight you, over the Eagles. Using every that, game is close. Using
2: that logic, the Chargers were that's five true. And eleven, and ten of their losses were by eight points or less. So. Poor Philip.
1: Yeah, I really feel for the Cry guy. Cry me a rivers. Yeah. <laughs> really feel for the guy. Yep. So, Steve, your predictions: you are taking New England, right? Houston, right? New Orleans. Yep. Seattle.
2: That's my four picks.
1: Give me. So go
2: run out and pick the opposite.
1: Give me Buffalo, New Um. England, New Orleans, Philly.
2: Okay. So we disagree on two. Yeah. Well, we'll see on Monday when we... uh rehash
1: the playoff games. There you go. Should be a fun weekend. Should be. We won't really see much of the Saturday games. No, we won't. Maybe we'll you be. can tape them. We'll, we will be on... Get your VCR out, Steve. Yeah, I don't really
2: care. We will we will be on the road for some of that. For so.
1: 80 okay. hours. Yeah, really. One more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
1: Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, are you excited for a big weekend? I feel like I've been pointing to this weekend for like three months. Yeah. Getting ready for a fun road trip. Games tonight, of course, that neither team can overlook. McPherson taking on Dodge City. But then the long road trip to take on Kansas City Piper Right. on Saturday night.
2: And remember last year we were supposed to go to Lawrence. That's right. And play Free State and it got snowed out.
1: The boys were going to play Free State and the girls were going to play Baldwin. Right. Who was also a defending state champion. Yeah. And that would have been a really fun weekend, but no snows in the forecast. Yeah. We will be able to drive to Piper. Yeah. I was a little worried about it. Why is that? Because last year there was a bunch of snow, and we couldn't make it. But
2: global warming, so it's Yeah, true, 55. 55 degrees.
1: Feeling a lot better. But But,
2: uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of crowd we get tonight. I can't hardly recall a home game in January being this early.
1: How about January 2nd, 2018? Really? person Bueller.
2: Okay, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was Yeah, you can't
1: recall very far.
2: Oh, I can't recall yesterday, so.
1: You've struggled with that for a while. Yeah. But it is, it's a weird setup that they're going to each play two games before going to school.
2: Yeah, that is real strange.
1: But That's not a bad deal. No. Don't have to go sit in the classroom all but day. They've been
2: practicing. Teams have been practicing for uh, over a week now, so they're ready to go. They're probably tired of scrimmaging against each other, scrimmaging against the bus. You know bus... That's true. Bus has been scrimmaging with him, and he's been tossing people around like ragdolls. Bro.
1: Well, I mean, what else would you expect? I mean, he's just—he's a killer. Yeah. Natural-born born killer. That's right. But, Steve, fun weekend coming up. Yeah. You're still saying Henry T's is where we should even Lawrence. I, I
2: think so. Henry T's.
1: Should we drive through Manhattan just to make Pistol feel better? No. Just give it a quick drive-through. No. Say, there's the bill. No. There's Aggieville.
2: We just need to... We're we're gonna need all the time we can because I got a feeling with KU playing basketball, every
1: any places we want to stop at any, Topeka, any place <laughs> no. don't want to drive through downtown. No, no,
2: we could go up to through Emporia and stop at the Pizza Ranch or something like that. Oh
1: no way, we're not doing that. Not Seventy got, all the way. Not when we got Henry
2: T's. Seventy all the way. Yeah, but, I I go up through Emporia.
1: Well, if anybody wants to join Steve and Pistol, then <laughs> me, we'll probably be at Henry T's at like three o'clock yep. tomorrow afternoon. Yep. I don't know if anybody wants to do that. That's, know, that's a bad crew to go maybe, eat with. Maybe
2: Baby Izzy will come out.
1: Yeah, maybe Baby Izzy. We'll have, we'll have faith in her. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, enjoy your weekend. All right. Stay safe. Uh, we will. We'll do our best. I hope so. Don't sleep in the car.
2: All right. Well, I'll probably do that.
1: <laughs> Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight inside the Roundhouse.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by...